Raise your hands if you have stretch marks. You can't see it, but I've got both hands up. Today, we're taking a look at the irrational history of hating stretch marks. Are you ready? Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. If you're new to Beauty Unlocked, I'm Carissa, host of this circus. Welcome, friends. If you've been a long-time listener, you know all about the shenanigans and utter fuckery that is Beauty Unlocked. <laughs> Are you ready? Welcome, friends, to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlock the Podcast. I'm Carissa. I hope this finds you well and that you've had a good week so far. So today we're going to take a look at stretch marks. And did you know that stretch marks are so common that you're more likely to run into someone who has them than you are to encounter a coffee drinker? <gasps> Shocker, I know. So if they're so common, why do we hate them so much? And why do we spend a fortune trying out every cream and every procedure out there to get rid of them? If you're interested in the answers to those questions, you're in the right place because today we're taking a look at an article written by Ashley Weatherford called The Irrational History of Hating Stretch Marks. And it was written back in 2016. Let's get into this juicy article. In late October, Victoria's Secret did something strange. Well, I mean, it's not uncommon, but anyway. So sorry. Anyway, to promote the broadcast of its upcoming fashion show, the brand released a series of photos that showcased one of its star models, Jasmine Tooks, wearing a $3 million diamond-encrusted bra. Who the fuck? Anyway, like... Uh, uh, mm. Oh, my, my, my. Tooks was flanked by a hairstylist in one shot and knelt atop a velvet couch in another. It was what one might expect from the bra behemoth until you looked closely at the second photo. Yes, because that's what we do. We analyze every single fucking detail in a photo. <sighs> there, the onlooker could see thin rows of stretch marks cupping Took's thighs. Oh my. The Today Show christened the photos as unprecedented. Can you imagine? Stretch marks, like I said, are so fucking common, and yet it, like, shakes us when we actually see stretch marks on some kind of ad or something a, an ad that is not promoting use this cream to like get rid of your stretch marks like I don't understand <laughs> what is happening yes I know I already started my rants like early on in this episode Cosmopolitan mused that it was progress after speculating if the release was really unintentional it was also revolutionary not only was Jasmine Tooks the centerfold of unattainable beauty afflicted with stretch marks, but Victoria's Secret actually deigned to show them. Every frightening story needs a formidable boogeyman, and for the story of skin, the big bad monster is the stretch mark. A pimple has a shelf life, wrinkles appear later in life, but stretch marks, those cankerous streams of broken elastin that pucker plots of flesh, arrive early and stay forever. And oh, they're really ugly. At least, that's what we've been told. 
Why else would we make martyrs out of Tuks and Victoria's Secret for promoting them, indirectly or not? But it shouldn't be that way. A stretch mark is one of life's most common conditions. Studies estimate that up to 90% of pregnant women, 70% of adolescent girls, and 40% of adolescent males will develop the marks. So ubiquitous are stretch marks to the human experience that you're more likely to run into someone who has them than you are to encounter a coffee drinker. It's funny, then, that something so natural and measured against any other standard, so inconsequential, could strike such a bold spark in the constellation of skin anxieties. History tells us that many of the skin conditions that are vilified today once illuminated unforeseen health quandaries in more primitive times. Dull skin, for example, could lay the signs of internal organ failure. Inexplicable rashes, on the other hand, might point to an infection. There is no beacon in history that clarifies why stretch marks earned their inauspicious reputation. But like any socially driven stigma that's both feckless and irrational, the denouncement of stretch marks began long ago. And naturally, it was directed at women. My sixth grade teacher introduced me to ancient Egypt. So late? What the fuck? In class, there were many talks about the Fertile Crescent and its abundance of art, artifacts, and books, but none surrounding the small stone jars that were the familiar companion of wealthy new mothers. These jars were forged to resemble its intended recipient, a naked woman, either standing or squatting, caressing her swollen belly. Inside the jars would store an oil or ointment of some degree one of history's first documented stretch mark creams. In fact, ancient texts are rife with rudimentary stretch mark remedies. In the preserved volumes of Soranus of Ephesus, the first century gynecologist who practiced along the Mediterranean's major coastal cities, a recipe to protect the skin covering a woman's enlarged abdomen is plotted. Mix oil from unripe olives and myrtle, Soranus suggests, for toned skin. Even the famous poet Ovid dealt a hand in the stretch mark shame shuffle. In Amoris, he envisioned a woman so driven to preserve her pristine body that she orchestrates an abortion. Can it be possible that, simply to avoid a few stretch marks, you'd make your womb a bloody battleground? What the fuck? The poet wonders, simultaneously inflicting both questions and insecurity. Get the fuck! Side note, fuck you, Ovid. There's no need to bury your nose in verse to encounter the global terror of stretch marks in current times. A Google search churns over 11 million results. I'm sure it's doubled since then. The vast majority hammer on cords of fanatical self-hate, a compounding legacy of a narrative stacked over a couple of millennia. How to get rid of stretch marks. And similar derivatives draw top SEO rankings on Google's main page. Oh, SEO is search engine optimization. Just just in case you didn't know. And yet, in sharp contrast to the frenzied tenor embodied in these Google results, stretch marks remain virtually invisible within the images we consume the most. In 1991, Annie Leibovitz was tasked with photographing Demi Moore for Vanity Fair. Moore was seven months pregnant at the time and agreed to weather the day-long shoot to reap the rewards of promotion for her upcoming movie. Leibovitz conjured the shoot with tepid enthusiasm in... Annie Libovitz at work, detailing how their day was swept up in gowns and jewels worn by Moore, punctuated by an interlude where she was shot wearing a black lace bra and panties. At the end of the day, Libovitz, who had worked with Moore several times before, prepared a few additional shots for her personal collection. It was then that Moore removed all of her clothing and clasped her bare breasts and underbelly, alternately with her right and left hands. Her gaze focused on something unseen in the background. 
There, more was, a 1990s rendition of Botticelli's The Birth of Venus. Of course, the image was too awesome to go unpublished. It became one of Vanity Fair's most celebrated covers and the clarion call for pregnancy body positivity. Dozens, if not hundreds of magazines followed suit. What's missing from the equation, though, is the presence of stretch marks. Recall that up to 90% of women develop them over the course of a pregnancy. However, these marks have been erased from the triumphant narrative of the pregnant body in media and pop culture. The undulating current of assailing the female form is part of a powerful stream, indeed. Around the same time I was learning about ancient Egypt in school, I was growing stretch marks of my own. I hated them because I knew they were ugly. I knew they were ugly because I had heard about these unwelcome streaks of flesh before. The word was passed down from a friend who relayed a conversation she overheard between her mom and her girlfriend. Or maybe it was a commercial, an ad on TV, or the neighborhood know-it-all who was allowed to read teen. Point is, 12-year-olds are well-versed in body insecurities, too. And this is why we need fucking representation, folks. The thing is that when we get said representation, the trolls come out from every fucking dark corner of the fucking web and think that it's okay to make comments on other people's bodies. Because guess what, folks? People haven't taught some people to shut the fuck up and mind their fucking business. On with the article. My stretch marks lapped around my breasts. My boobs weren't even that big, really, so the marks felt cosmically cruel. And treating them was exhausting. From time to time, I plopped into the local Rite Aid to spend a portion of my babysitting earnings on miracle creams. I'd rub the lotion with a nervous sense of seriousness and hoped that my dedication might eventually pay off. I'd squint my eyes and swear I'd caught wind of improvement, only to realize that the marks looked more of the same. In hindsight, I wish I'd spent less money. In hindsight, I wish I'd talked to Dr. Brooke Jackson, a dermatologist. She would have told me that I wasn't the tarnished ghoul I conceptualized in the mirror. I'm always super conscious, particularly with young girls, about putting this into perspective, she told me on the phone last week. It is very, very common. Reality is, teenagers get stretch marks because they're growing. You can be a little skinny ballerina and still have stretch marks. And those creams? They don't do a thing. <gasps> Shocker. You see, the skincare industry is a lot like the Wild West. Unexplored expanses in science and skincare maladies tempt companies with the promise of lucrative profits. And since the FDA only investigates cosmetics after they hit store shelves, a lot can slip through the cracks. While regulations prohibit cosmetics from laying claim to skin enhancements, like stretch mark reduction, many companies get around this by performing terminology acrobatics. <laughs> terminology acrobatics. Oh my. Palmer's, one of the larger stretch mark cream manufacturers, puts it this way on each of its packages. Helps reduce appearance of stretch marks. The key word being appearance. In other words, this cream won't cure your striped legs or chest, but it certainly might look that way. But doesn't moisturized skin always look better? One would think so, and it's there that cosmetic companies attempt to cash in. Don't be fooled, Dr. Jackson warns. All of those creams are moisturizers. A stretch mark is not caused by dry skin. Will it make your skin look a little more hydrated? If it looks hydrated, will it look smoother? Yes, it is going to affect the pathophysiology of the stretch mark. Stretch marks are an internal event, rendering topical solutions utterly useless. They form when collagen, the support system for skin, wears thin. 
This happens during periods of rapid growth, such as puberty, or weight gain, pregnancy for example. The resulting fissures are scars that lay underneath the lower layer of the dermis. Because the root of stretch marks are buried beneath skin, only a laser can etch a noticeable difference in treatment. There are multiple lasers on the market today that, when administered by a physician, can address the individual needs of different skin tones. Until recently, most lasers would severely damage or prove ineffective for darker skin colors. The process requires multiple painful sessions, and even then might only deliver a marginal improvement. But if a stretch mark is the written code on your body documenting moments of growth and maturation, why erase it? Besides, a thing couldn't possibly be that ugly if it's part of us all along. So we have come to the end of Ashley's article. And I wanted to tell you this. When I was a kid, I remember the female members of my mom's family were telling me to use cacao butter. And I'm sure there's so many of you out there who had the same exact thing. Um, you know, to use cacao butter to prevent more stretch marks, you know, from forming. And guess what? My genetics and puberty happened and I have stretch marks. Oh my. Now, coming from the cultures that I come from, I'm half Mediterranean, half Caribbean. Appearance is so fucking important. I mean, apart from the fact of, you know, what your family looks like in the sense of, you know, who your family is and stuff like that. Um, but appearance, they put such an emphasis on what you look like. And we're, we're taught this from such a young age. The thing is that there are certain things we cannot control and we spend our lifetimes hating ourselves for what we look like. And it takes a severe toll on mental health. And a lot of us developed eating disorders because of it. Um, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. They don't, they don't teach you, you know, that you should strive, you know, to educate yourself. And I'm not talking about, you know, how, going to, to university and all this shit. I mean, it doesn't mean just because you went to university, you're educated. But they teach you that f the physical appearance is the most important thing, that everything else comes secondary. Even your mental health, that comes in last. Actually, in many cultures, you don't even talk about mental health. It's like, what? What? <laughs> Mental health? What is that? No, no, no. Take care of your physical being more than anything because your your worth is based on what you look like and this is what we we have a shallow society and many of you are going to say yeah but look at these celebrities or look at these influencers uh yeah these people they only show you what they want to show you so i don't believe in anything that i see um in the media when it comes to celebrities and influencers and what they look like and where they go and what they do and what they buy and all this bullshit and shenanigans um let me see your fucking bank statement i want to know if that that 10 bedroom house you have is actually yours or is it the bank's same thing with your car did you really go to to bali or did you photoshop yourself in bali the thing is these people it's their job to look a certain way um and a lot of us don't have the money to have private chefs and personal trainers and this and that and whatever, right? And some of us, we, we, we don't have the same genetics either. So we need to fucking stop comparing ourselves. If we have stretch marks, we have stretch marks. I understand that if we had an ounce of representation that we do today, 20, 30, 40 years ago, a lot of us would not feel so ashamed about what our body does, and guess what? At the end of the day, we're going to age and aging is a privilege denied to many, but our hair is going to gray at a certain point. Our tits are going to sag. Our ball sacks also are going to, I don't know, sag as well. We're not going to look the same way we did when we were 20 years old. So at the end of the day, 
these kind of things that we worry about in the future, are we really going to worry about them? I seriously could go on and on and on, but I won't. <laughs> I've ranted enough today, seriously. Um, but yeah, let's just take care of our mental health. And um, sometimes we just need to stay off of social media for a while and take care of that mental health. It's the most important thing. I will be adding the article's link to the show notes as well as the email and where you can follow us on social media. Don't forget that you can always reach out to us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember to love each other, love yourselves, spread some of that sweet, sweet love and stay hydrated. You'll hear from me very, very soon. Bye. Make it clap, clap, clap. Make it clap, 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 cl